Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Two Ways to Skin a Cat, a show where we talk career experiences, entrepreneurship, and investments. The main aim is to show that there's more than one way to be successful other than just climbing the corporate ladder. A reminder that the show will be available on YouTube, podcast, and podcast by latest tomorrow morning. So if you are watching live, please drop a one in the comments so that we know we're not talking to ourselves. And if you are watching the recording, please drop it to you in the comments. My guest today, uh, well, for this week is Dumisani Mahlangu, a writer, runner, serial tweeter, if you are on Twitter, and senior, senior internal auditor at the University of Cape Town. I've engaged with, uh, with, with Dumi on Twitter, LinkedIn, Strava, Instagram, and his email newsletter. I've never actually gotten an opportunity to speak to him in person. So I always thought I'd bump, to him, bump into him at some race in Cape Town. But the only way I could get hold of him was to say, okay, can you come onto my live? So I finally got to, to, got to, got to speak to him in real life. Dumi, thanks for joining us today. Hi, how's it? How's it always? Thank you very much for, for this invitation. What an honor and a privilege. Uh, what, what a warm introduction as well. I've never been introduced like that before. And then uh, hello to everyone who's watching us live this afternoon. To jump straight into questions, probably the most important question that dwarfs all other questions. What's your 10K PB? Uh, no, my I'm 10K. Joking. I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> I'm joking. I'm joking. Keeping me under so, the spot. Keeping me under the spotlight uh, there. No, oh, you wanted no, to no, throw me under the bus. <laughs> <laughs> but in all honesty, jokes aside, tell us your story. Uh, where do you come from outside of work? Who is Dumisani Mflango? Give us your backstory. Out, outside, outside work. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Oh, if you, you can bring, bring work into it as well, but let us give us an idea of who you are so that people know who you are. Yeah, sure. Uh, I live, I currently live in Cape Town. Uh, I enjoy the mother city very, very much, um, more especially because of the lifestyle it, it offers. Here in Cape Town, we run, we swim, we mountain bike, we trail run. It's, it's, it's a nice city to be in. But then, in all honesty, I, I'm born and bred in, in Pretoria uh, from, from, from Club Heart, a very small township just outside Mabopani, outside uh, Sochangove there. Mm, what I do, I'm, I've, got, I've, got a number of, I've got a number of interests. I've got a number of hobbies. Um, I'm a writer. I maintain a blog at doomyrocks.wordpress.com, whereby and until I joined the Auditor General, I used to blog about everything, including politics. But then now I, I blog mainly about um, the current affairs. I blog mainly about what is happening in the accounting and auditing profession because that's what, um, that's what I'm interested in. And then other than that, uh, what I do, <coughs> and I also... Did I mention that I write? Yes, I did. And I, I also I also run and I'm a I'm a, I'm a very serious I'm a very serious uh, runner in Cape Town and I belong to I belong to a club. That's how that's how serious I am. But then when I'm not doing those things, um, I socialize quite a bit. I mean you can't you can't live in Cape Town and not socialize. That's so true. Otherwise you might as well live in Joburg. <laughs> of course. <laughs> Moving on from there, talk to me a little bit about the ACC uh, de designation. 
the reason I'm asking the question is I'm actually a bit embarrassed to say that I've never I'd never heard of it before until I actually looked at your profile. And I scanned through your profile. I said, okay, he's worked at the Auditor General. He's a senior internal for many years, and now he's a senior internal auditor at the UC, at UCT. So clearly, getting this designation or being on the way to this designation does open some doors. But I've never heard about it before. So talk to us a little bit about that. Perhaps always before I jump into into ACCA, what is it? And uh, let me let me just give my academic my academic background because okay. everything will come in together. Uh, I graduated from the University of Stellenbosch and with BCom financial accounting degree. And then at that stage, this degree was 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 termed to be an an ACCA accredited degree. So if you if you went to 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 Stellenbosch University, I know that you are you are in alma you are in alumnus then, and in under their accounting department, they actually offer three academic programs. They offer BCom financial accounting. ACC accredited, they offer BCom management accounting, CIMA accredited, and obviously the most popular one that would be BEC for those who aspire to become uh, SICA members. So, I mean, I, I was one of those, I was one of those young lads also who wanted to be chartered accountants uh, to be registered with, with SICA. But then all that changed when I got to when I got to uh, the auditor general when I served my article as a as a as a trainee auditor. So at, at at the auditor general, what happens is that not only do they train those uh, trainees who want to become SICA members, but then they also train those uh, members of those those trainees who want to become ACCA members and RGA members. So I mean ACCA to me appeal. I mean, ACCA appealed to me because of its of its global reach. And then, what is ACCA? What does it stand for? ACCA is the Association of Chartered Certified Accountants, a body of professional accountants that 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 sits in the United Kingdom. And very much like CASA, it's it's an it's an accounting and auditing profession. So, what many people tend to do, and uh, I mean, you you get a chartered accountant. In South Africa, when we are talking about a chartered accountant and a member of SICA comes to mind, or this person holds a, a, a designation CASA. But then in other countries, it doesn't work like that. Uh, in other countries, when, when you mention that you are a chartered accountant, they actually ask you uh, which uh, professional accountancy body are you affiliated with. Then if you are in the United Kingdom or in Australia, New Zealand, you would say, I'm a member. I'm a man. I'm a member of ACCA, or I am a member of Institute of Chartered Accountants of England and Wales, or in the in Australia and New Zealand will say that I'm a member of uh, Institute of Chartered Accountants in New Zealand and Australia. So, ACCA, as much as it's a professional accountancy uh, body, it's 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 a, it's a it's a body of chartered accountants. So that's that's what ACCA is. Okay, I'm I'm glad you got that. Uh... That definition, because I mean, coming from when I remember uh, many years ago when I was in high school, coming from like a previously disadvantaged high school, we didn't even know about Psyche, let alone ACCA. I mean, the only reason that I was lucky enough to find out about uh, CASA was I think in my grade 11 or grade 12 year, we went on this info session that was organized. If I didn't go on that, you, I would have. I don't even know where I'd be today, to be honest with you. So yeah. sometimes it's those those small little pivots that you learn during your life is, uh, that, that 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 can help you. Yes, yes. I mean, 
a reminder to anyone who's got any any questions for Dumi, please put your start putting your questions in into the chat now. We'll deal with all the questions towards the end. So tell me a little bit about um, your newsletter or your blog post. What's your aim and uh, what are you trying to achieve with it? No, thank you. Thank you very much, Owis. And I mean, when I started a blog, my blog is about 11 years old. It has about over 75 articles. But then um, why I started it is that uh, I'm a man with a lot of ideas and I'm a man who likes to who likes to 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 talk about many things. So I thought, let me just put them in writing so that people people can can comment. And then I I, I did achieve that. And however, um, now I've changed the I've changed the focus of my blog post. As we see the later articles, I'm talking more about um, the, the I'm talking about issues that pertains to auditing and accountancy profession or the business world. Uh, and my aim is this, is that I want to educate people. I want to inform people. I want to engage with people. I want people to come and comment on my blogs and say, actually, that is not accurate so that it can be a, a learning and educational platform. But then also I want to use um, that platform uh, to, to develop myself as a, as a, as a thought leader. Okay. In, in matters in matters pertaining to my to my trade and occupation, okay. and you well not recently, but you moved from the auditor general to UCT almost two years ago. Yeah. Well, what what's the for for the for the young professionals out there? What's the difference differences in work working for an audit auditing firm compared to working for a big educational institution? Okay, cool. So uh, yeah. So I'm currently I'm currently a senior internal auditor at the at the University of Cape Town. I currently work in an academic space. But then previously for about five years and three months, I I worked at the Auditor General of South Africa. And for those who, who don't know what AGSA is, so AGSA is an is an external auditing firm for public sector entities, for, for governments, for state-owned enterprises. So in my previous life, I used to be an an external auditor. So what's the difference is that when you are an external auditor is that um, in many in many companies there's, there's a nuanced differences in how AGSA does its um, does its audit. And then I will just uh, touch briefly on that. But then uh, the common the common feature is that um, company X will prepare its financial statements, and an external audit an external audit firm will come. And then check whether everything that management has asserted uh, is 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 it's fair and and free from material misstatement. I don't want to say it is accurate, but then it's free from material from material misstatements. So that's what most audit that's what all auditor all, all audit firms does. But then with the auditor general, they extend their scope a little bit because I mean, as you know, that each and every department has its own strategic objective. Uh, a department of health exists to perform one, two, three. Department of social development exists to perform one, two, three. National parliament exists to make to make laws and pass laws. So at the end of the day, at the beginning of the year or at the beginning of their five-year term, what they will do is that they will they will set uh, they will set targets, they will set goals, and then the auditor general on an annual basis come and then check if they indeed have achieved um, those 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 goals they have set uh, for themselves. And then, as you know, that procurement in government is also a big thing. Um, 
there's there's a lot there's a lot of uh, spending that goes into procurement, and then the auditor general also check if um, tenders that have been awarded to service providers uh, have been have been done in a manner that that is that is fair, it's equitable, it's equitable and it's transparent. So that's what that's what I did in the last five in the last five years before before I I joined UCT. Now I'm at UCT, so the role have changed completely. I'm an, I'm an internal auditor. I am employed by UCT, and then my clients are within UCT. And then let me explain my role through an example. Okay, so what we do, what, what internal auditors do is that we check whether um, internal controls have been adequately designed and they are operating as intended. We, we, we also look at whether uh, the governance around this, organiza this organization is, I mean, is sound. And then from, from time to time, we look at um, finan uh, finan finances um, of, of, of projects to, to indeed a limited ex extent, what, you, what would be called an agreed upon procedure of factual findings. So let me give you an example. So, you know, an, an academic space is a little bit different from, let's say, from old mutual or from an insurance company. So what we do is that they would call me and then to check the processes, if the processes are efficient and effective. So let's say uh, students are about to write their, their exams. At the end of the day, as UCT, we want to preserve the name of UCT. We want to make sure that the degree that the name that you the name the name that the name of the of a person that is getting the UCT degree is worth the paper that is written on. So what we do is that we are looking at processes uh, surrounding the surrounding um, let's say student records surrounding examination. So for example, before you write an exam, there will be there will be a paper that is being set right by an academic, and then that paper will need to be printed. And then it will need to reach the examination venue. And then we must make sure that during the examination process, as the examination, as the examination session is unfolding, uh, there are no irregularities. So what will happen? We will have invigilators. We will have invigilators there. And then after we have written this exam, this, this paper needs to be marked. At the end of the day, what do you want to see once the paper has been marked is that the mark that has been allocated to, to the student is accurate. So what I have mentioned there is I have mentioned uh, three processes. I've mentioned the printing process. I've, meant, I've mentioned the invigilating uh, process and the examination session. And then also I have mentioned the, the marking process. So there is a procedure manual in which um, this process must follow. So what I do is that from the first step to the last step, I check that everything that is being done in as so far as this exam is concerned, it's, it's in accordance with the examination procedure manual. So I would make sure that the paper is properly printed, the paper does not leak, the paper, the paper is uh, being stored safely, and then uh, there are adequate numbers of invigilators depending on the size of that examination session, and then the paper is being marked, and then the marks are being uh, allocated accurately to the student's uh, transcript. It sounds like you you hold the future of, 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 of future professionals in your hand just a little bit. It's <laughs> yeah. a lot of power. There's, but, there's a lot of things that, that we do, but that's just an example of what I do. Okay. Yeah. So, 
moving on, you, you've been quite vocal about the problems in the auditing industry. So what do you, what advice on a slightly different tangent, what advice would you have for a young professional navigate navigating the profession? So I, I find I find it interesting that uh, many young professionals want to become chartered accountants or want to become auditors for the remuneration aspect of the of the job. <laughs> At the end of the day, maybe in the few in the first few years as 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 a qualified professional, money matters. But then maybe at the end of the day, it won't matter as much. So what matters is that you must go into this profession for the right reason. You must know your why. Why do you want to be an auditor? Why do you want to be an accountant? And your why must be strong enough because there's a lot of problems in this, in this profession. If I can just mention one or two, the quality of financial statements that are being produced by our accountants leave much to be desired. And that's a problem in itself. And also the quality of work that auditors are, are, are doing is under so, so much scrutiny because investors are saying, hey, auditors, what are you giving us? And then auditors are saying, hey, CFOs, don't you understand your, um, your, your, your accounting standards? So <laughs> your reason to become an auditor and a chartered accountant must go beyond uh, the potential income that will earn. That's great advice in terms of your why. I remember in my auditing days, I think the reason that I didn't stick around after after articles was I just couldn't work in a place where when you because you're working at clients most of the time, but whenever you're there, you can feel that the client doesn't want you to be there. And I just yes, couldn't work yes. in a place where yes, yes. That, that negative energy, if that if that makes <laughs> makes yes. any yeah. it takes a certain personality to to be there for a lot for the long term. And that just wasn't my personality. So I yes. didn't stay there. Yes, and also our clients, our clients, uh, especially the junior, the junior, the juniors who work at our clients' premises, don't know why why are we there. So they think that we are uh, financial policies of some of some sort, and in no ways are auditors police. And auditors are very important to 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 safeguard the interest of shareholders in the in 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 the case of external auditors, but then to make sure that the processes the processes and the, the processes are effective and are efficient in, in the case of internal auditors and the controls are strong enough to safeguard the financial interest and the long-term uh, sustainability or sustainability of organizations. Okay, now that's great. Let's move a little bit to see if there's any questions. I'm going to pull up a question. So we've got a question from, from Celeste. She wants to know, is the process of ACCA still the same CTA than articles of three years with three board exams? Or how does it work? Okay, cool. Uh, so, <laughs> yeah, no. Uh, oh, is there's there's two. There's there's indeed uh, many ways to skin a cat eh, in this instance. So, let's talk about um, two types in which one can actually end up being an ACCA. So, um, I don't want to compare and contrast ACCA and CASA because I will cause a, I will cause a lot of confusion. So, with ACCA. To answer Celeste's question, you don't need uh, you don't need CTA. Why? Because CTA in South Africa is an NQF level eight qualification, meaning it's speech at the same standard as as an honors degree. All right, and so is ACCA. ACCA is in two parts. ACCA in one part is an academic qualification because it's also pitched at NQF level eight, but then it's also an occupational and a professional designation. All right, so. Let's assume that you've got you've got a three-year accounting degree. 
be it a management accounting degree, be it a, a psycho accredited degree, be it a BCom financial accounting degree from UNISA, uh, what you will need to do is that you will need to go to www.accaglobal.com and then um, check what type of exemptions uh, you can get. So I will I will explain the exemption part a little uh, a little bit shortly. So and then you just need a you just need a degree uh, okay. to to okay. start to to kickstart your ACCA to kickstart your ACCA journey. So for somebody who has a degree, so you will go to this acaglobal.com and then you check how many exemptions you can qualify because what they do is that they look at your at, they look at your degree and then they also look at the subjects that you have done at university and then they give you they give you exemptions remember in order to in order for one to become an acca you need to have completed 13, 13 papers oh yeah 13, 13 papers and then if you've got wow. Okay. One three, yeah. And then if you've got an if you've got an accounting uh, degree, they can give you up to nine exemptions. All right. Oh, so okay. If they give you nine exemptions, it means that you, it means that you only need four, 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 four papers uh, to write. The papers are called strategic professional papers, and then it's strategic business leader, strategic business reporting. And then there are two other optional papers that you can you can you can, you can do, but then we have to choose uh, two from this uh, following four. It's advanced taxation, and that advanced taxation is available in the South African variant, UK variant, or any of the countries that you are interested in. Uh, you can you can you can choose advanced financial management, whereby you will be learning about mergers and acquisition, valuation, uh, risk management techniques, and the likes and then also there is a subject that is very interesting called advanced performance management so those are the whereby um, we, they are looking at how do we it's like management accounting at a very strategic at a very strategic level so that's so that correct, correct me if i'm wrong so if somebody wants to get a global view or maybe wants to work in the uk they can do that taxation subject in the uh, the UK variant, and then they'll be able to apply for jobs and do. That's amazing. I had no idea. Yeah. Yes. 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 Yeah. That's what that's what they can do. So, uh, for for most students who who qualified in who got their primary degrees in South Africa, they 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 they, they choose a tax variant of the South African variant because I mean it's just a continuation. And then even with the first two um, subject, the strategic business reporting. Strategic business reporting is just an accounting that is focused, is focused on efforts. That also comes in variant. So there's an international variant. An international variant is, is has efforts. And then you can also choose a UK, what is it, UK GAP or US GAP and, and, and focus on that. And then the, on, on optional papers, there's one that I did not mention, advanced auditing and assurance, whereby you, you focus on international standards on auditing. Uh, I just want to talk about another interesting subject that we do, um, strategic business leader. You know, chartered accountants are not just accountants, or chartered certif certified accountants. They're not just accountants. They are the future business leaders. In order for you to be a business leader, you need to be strategic in your thinking so that you can influence the strategy and the growth of companies like how OCFO um, does for, for its clients. So strategic business leaders, strategic business leader, what is there is um, risk management, is governance ethics, is governance and ethics, 
and then it's also business strategy. So those are the those are the subjects that 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 we do. But then before before I jump into the experience that is needed, let me go back that ACCA is not only for people that have that have degrees, and that's why I like this communication. And um, I mean, for for somebody, I mean, like now, um, matriculants are waiting on their on their results. I understand that they will be released somewhere in February. Even a student. Who is in metric can start ACCA right away. Okay. As long as their mathematics is good and then their English pass is also is also is also good. So they don't get exemptions though. So they will have to do all these 13 subjects from the foundational level to the skill level to the strategic level. So what is also interesting is that with ACCA, ACCA partners with a number of international universities. So for those who for those who are members and are qualified, they can go to Oxford Brooks University and register for an MBA, or can they, they can go to University of London and register for Masters in Professional Accountancy. But then for those students who, who start this journey from, from level one, from the first for, from, for the very first paper, they can also go to Oxford Brooks um, University, whereby they will end up with a BSc in accounting and a BSc uh, honors if they if they they they, they also complete uh, okay a project but then also what is nice is that to be an acca member you need three years experience as well but then you don't need to serve articles as defined so what okay. you need you need a relevant working experience that a chartered accountant need mm -hmm. so let's say for example someone is working now uh, he has a he or she has a become financial accounting and then has been working at a, at a small at a small and medium enterprise. So what can happen there is that if that person has been preparing financial statement, doing management reports, writing meeting with clients, doing the business strategy, that person can use that experience in order to apply for membership at the end of the day. They don't necessarily need uh, to self-articulate. Like okay, so it sounds like the options, there's more options. And anybody who wants to consider ACCA should actually just Google and do, do some research, and there you know you've got another opportunity. Uh, in and it's not just and it's not just a CSA opportunity. I know we're running short of time, but I just want to get Zimkita's question in quickly. Uh, she wants to know what is your view on comprehensive regulation, the, the regulation of the entire financial reporting ecosystem. I'll give that to you. Uh, Zimkita, thank you very much. I mean that that's 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 a topic that I'm passionate about, and then. I hope that I don't waste time uh, being being drawn by passion. But then I, I'm a I'm a firm believer in comprehensive regulation, and I think that comprehensive regulation is needed. It is needed now at this hour at this juncture because it is comprehensive regulation that will address some of the issues that we are having in auditing and 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 and, and the accounting space. Uh, just to give you a little bit of a background. I wrote an article, the, my latest article that I penned in December, speak very much on this, on this, on this, on this issue. But then also, when a national parliament called for the comment into the amendment of the auditing profession bill, is that what I said then that I was one of the stakeholders who submitted and who, who made a submission, and then I said there is no point in just uh, sanctioning auditors if auditors are only being called to to assure the, the, the financial statements or the financial reports that are being uh, prepared by other people. 
So I said that uh, in, in actual fact, the bill that we are discussing today needs to be expanded to cover to cover comprehensive regulation. Comprehensive Just for, for those of us who, who a small example on comprehensive regulation, so, so that uh, so, those of us who don't understand. So a comprehensive regulation is the you not know, auditing profession is regulated. It's a regular it's a regulated by the ERMA, whereby uh, you cannot just become an auditor. You need to follow the guidelines of well of, of the ERMA. So what is happening is that uh, you become a SICA member, right? Always, and then you are sometimes you are being called to become an interim CFO for, for your clients. Let's say if you if you intentionally perpetrate fraud into the presentation of those financial statements, and if no one uh, reports you to SICA, th th there's no any other body that you can be reported to. But then as it stands, auditors in South Africa, it's only chartered members of SICA or chartered accountants SA that can become auditors. So what happens is that ERBA um, will take, if, 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 if you fail audit quality or if you don't do uh, your auditing work as you as you should, and somebody can report you to Irba, and then Irba can discipline you and sanction you, and then refer you back to 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 Saika, whereby Saika will further do their investigation and also debar you or take uh, take your membership. So, uh, as it stands, the dangerous part of being a, a professional accountant that is not regulated is that uh, professional accountants are going on about their lives and the lives of their clients uh, without, uh, without any real uh, repercussion in, in the true sense of the word. And that, that does not strengthen, that does not strengthen uh, any oversight in our, in, our, in our domain. Okay. Thanks very much. I think we've covered quite a bit. I'm, I'm really happy that we've, we found out there's another option in terms of, of a, a different certification that people can apply to, and you've given us a good uh, good description about that. A reminder to everyone that the show will be available on YouTube and podcast by latest tomorrow. If you are watching the recording on YouTube and pod podcast, please remember to subscribe so that you get notifications for all the new episodes that come out. Just an update that next, next week is going to be an action-packed event because we're going to have four different interviews Monday to Thursday, so it's going to be quite exciting. Dumi, thank you very much for your time. I sincerely appreciate it. And thank you for, for helping the young professionals out there and for, 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 for teaching us a little bit about something new. Let, let me, before, before we go, let me add, let me add something uh, always. You know, um, I mean, on LinkedIn and everywhere else, I get a question as to, um, will I ever find employment if I study uh, ACCA? Uh, many people, many people are reluctant on studying ACCA because they are comparing it very much with with CASA, and then they think that there are no opportunities for for ACCAs in the country. But then, uh, if 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 you do ACCA, and then you've got the skills, companies don't look at the paper that you have. Companies look at the value that you'll add uh, when they when they when they employ you. And I mean. One other thing is that uh, that relates to Zimkita's question as to as far as comprehensive regulation is is concerned is is the issue of Irba uh, accrediting other professional bodies uh, that can that that its members can be able to do to do auditing and ACCA um, in other countries in other markets are, are 
are doing are doing auditing and then they they rise up to become audit partners and then i think with um irva is in that process as well whereby it okay. is looking at, at 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 accrediting members and then the advantage in the advantage of that is that uh, acca members who, or students will also be able to be hired by big uh, big auditing firms to train as acca members but then one other one other advantage of of of, of having an acca an ACCA student in 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 in, in your fund in your fund as a, as an intrapreneur is that you know ACCA is so ACCA is so flexible flexible in the sense that let's assume that you've got uh, in your company you got somebody who has an accounting degree they got nine exemptions they are only left with four they are only left with four exams uh, ACCA exams are written on a quarterly basis so that person you can allow that person to go right his or her exams in a period whereby your company is not busy and in a period where your company is busy, maybe let's say it's a financial year end or it's a reporting period and that person might not uh, write that, 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 that those exams and they will be able to, they will be able to, to progress. Okay. Okay. No, that's great. Thanks, Misani. Appreciate the time. Thanks everyone. Thanks for joining us for another episode of Two Ways to Skin a Cat. Sure. Thank Bye -bye. you very much. Bye. Thank you.